Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal. At the- Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven was coming. Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Yo, what's going on guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Podcast for July 3rd, 2023. On today's episode, we're going to be going over the running back position for the Cowboys going into the 2023 season. But before we do that, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that subscribe button, like the video as well. The videos and all the podcasts that we're posting, they're doing very well. The subscribers are going up, so I just want to say thank you guys. I greatly appreciate that. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please make sure to leave a review. That would be great greatly appreciated and on SoundCloud as well. If you could follow the show, that would be greatly appreciated as well. But let's get into it. Let's go over the running back position for the Cowboys. Going into the 2023 season, I'm not as confident in this running back room as I have been in years past. Okay, the Cowboys got rid of Ezekiel Elliott. It was the right move. They had to move on from Ezekiel Elliott, especially with that contract number. The uh, the tread was starting to come off the tires as well when it came to Ezekiel Elliott. We were all seeing it towards the tail end of the season. I love Ezekiel Elliott. I love what he did for this football team and the guy he was in that locker room, but it was time to move on from Ezekiel Elliott. But with that being said, there's a lot of uncertainty in this running back room. Okay, Tony Powers coming off that ankle injury. Is he going to be the same guy? I think that he will just because you've seen running backs have ankle injuries and return to playing at a high level. Look at a guy like Christian McCaffrey. I mean, even Saquon Barkley tore his ACL and he to me, is the best running back in football. I know maybe stats won't be able to back that up, but I believe that he's the most talented running back in the entire league. Even still, coming off that ACL tear that he had a few years ago. So running backs have been able to return from bad injuries and play at a high level. And I think that that's what Tony Powered's going to be able to do. I do believe in him. You hear doctors talk about this specific injury that Tony Powered had, and they're confident that he'll be able to come back. The Cowboys franchise tagged him. He's going to be making $10 million this year. If they didn't believe that he could come back from this injury and play at a high level, I don't think they give him that franchise tag. But, I mean, it is still an uncertainty. Like, going into week one, I'm going to say, look, Tony, you're going to have to prove that you can play at a high level again. That's going to be something that's a real thing. And then when you look at who's going to be behind Tony Power, I think that's a mystery. I think when you look at running back three, right, I think Deuce Vaughn is going to be that guy for you. And I think they're going to carry a fullback. I think Hunter Lipke is going to be their fullback. You know, so... I think that the competition really is for that second running back position because I don't think any of these guys, Ronald Jones, Malik Davis, or uh, Rico Dowdle, will overtake Deuce Vaughn. I think Deuce Vaughn is safe in that wider or that running back three spot, even though it's not a position. I always say that, like, oh, this guy's you know going to be there at the number two spot for the running back, but it's not really a position. I it's just a pet peeve of mine. I'm sorry. I had to go off the tracks and say that. But I think that the two running backs that have definite spots on this roster are Tony Powered and Deuce Vaughn. I think they really like Deuce Vaughn a lot. So to me, it's 
okay. You know, Malik Davis, I think, is the guy they want to give this job to. You know, like they brought in Ronald Jones for insurance. That's the guy that they're looking at. It's like, look, if all else fails, we have Ronald Jones here. We're good. But I think they want Malik Davis to develop into that number two running back for this team. Okay, because when you look at Rico Dowdle, he's talented, no doubt about it. He's a very talented running back. Can you trust him, though? Can you trust him? I would feel, I would be very skeptical if the Cowboys were to keep Rico Dowdle, Tony Powered, and Deuce Vaughn. I would have a lot of questions about that running back room because the first two guys, Powered and Dowdle, Powered's coming off an injury and Dowdle can't stay on the field. He can't stay healthy. So that's a big question mark there. Uh, you know, and to me, it's like, great, you're talented, but if you can't stay on the field, there's really no use for you. And that's kind of where the conversation ends with me for Rico Dowdle. Because if you're not healthy, I I can't do anything with you. I'm, you know, I'm I'm not gonna save a roster spot for you. You know, you could be Adrian Peterson, but if every preseason you're getting hurt, I got nothing for you. Few things that I want to bring up before we start talking about Tony Powered more in depth. Okay, so a few numbers that I want to throw at you. 535 carries over the first four years of Tony Powered's career compared to Zeke, who had 1,234 carries over his first four years. Now, that's including the playoffs. So if you go on ESPN and look this up, it's not going to say the same amount of carries just because for some reason they don't include playoff carries when you go under the stats tab. Tony Powered this past season had 5.2 yards per attempt. That's very good. That's very good for a running back that gets as many carries as he does. Powered in seven games this year, averaged over five yards per attempt. You know, obviously that ended up being his average over five yards per attempt, 5.2. But the reason why this number spiked up so much was because there were four games where he was averaging over seven yards per attempt. One of those games, he averaged 10.8 yards per attempt, yet Zeke got 14 more carries versus the Rams. He got eight carries. Zeke got 14. So those are some things that I want to get into about Tony Powered before we start talking about him. Because I think that number of carries is important. And I think that the, now that the Cowboys are going more towards Tony Powered and having him be the main guy in that running back room, I think it's all for the better. When you look at this guy, he's been more productive year in and year out. Now, granted, he's got more carries. You know, so his opportunity has increased. But year in and year out, he has become a better football player, which is good. You like to see that, which is why I don't even mind paying Tony Powered. I would be all for the Cowboys paying Tony Powered. And here's the reason why you have to handle Tony. Uh, you have to handle Tony Power the same way that the 49ers handle Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey might only get about 15 carries a game. Sometimes he goes above that, but he might only get 15 carries a game. But what they do with him on his offense, they spread him around the formation. He'll be in the backfield running the football. He'll be catching passes out of the backfield or lined up at receiver, whether it be slot or out wide. There are so many things that the 49ers do with Christian McCaffrey in their offense. And I think that the Cowboys should emulate that with Tony Powered. Because Tony Powered is one of those type of running backs. Now, is he as good as Christian McCaffrey? No, I don't, I don't believe that Tony Powers is as good as Christian McCaffrey. But that doesn't mean he can't be a very effective piece in your offense if you utilize him properly. Because that's one thing that Kellen Moore didn't do with Tony Powers. Kellen Moore did not utilize Tony Powers to his greatest, to his fullest potential. 
And if he did, I think that they would have had more success offensively in the past two postseasons. I mean, this guy got four carries against the 49ers in the 2021 playoffs. It's just inexcusable. And when you look at the fact that Kellen Moore, he didn't have a very creative run scheme. And that's something that plays into effect here. And again, we go back to Ezekiel Elliott. He was the, the main guy in that running back room last year. We didn't want to admit it because we all knew that Tony Powered was the better back. But Zeke was taking up a lot of those carries. And I didn't agree with it because you saw it. Zeke was not the same guy. You've seen it for years now. Tony Powered's been the best running back in this room since 2020. And the fact that they ended up paying Ezekiel Elliott the type of money that they ended up paying him was detrimental to the team, especially when you saw that you had a guy like Tony Powered on your roster. Okay? And, you know, when you look at re-signing Tony Powered, you're not going to be signing him to Zeke money. You know, you're probably going to be signing him for under $10 million a year, which is actually a great thing that the Cowboys, you know, could be looking at because if you can get Tony Powered for eight, seven, eight million million a year and you use him as a weapon more than just a guy who carries the football – well, then you're going to get a very good return on your investment. You know, when you have versatile players on your offense, that's huge. That's big. That's a big piece to have on your team. You know, he's not a, a, a Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb type to where they're a traditional running back. Those guys are traditional running backs. He is an Alvin Kamara. He is a Christian McCaffrey. Is he as good as those guys? Probably not. But I think if you give him the opportunity, he can definitely be very productive and he could be a very effective piece on your offense. But the Cowboys haven't given him the, the, uh, uh, the opportunity to do that. And I hope that changes this year with Mike McCarthy. I mean, the fact that the Cowboys didn't have a screen game the past few seasons with Callan Moore was really annoying. Because Tony Pollard would have been really good in a screen game with a good screen package. I mean, are you kidding me? If you put Tony Pollard with Kyle Shanahan... Tony Pollard would go off. He would be one of the most productive backs in the entire league. You know, best one of the most productive all-purpose backs in the league. You know, so to me, is, Chris, or is Tony Pollard a guy that can carry the workload? Is he a guy that can take up 20-plus carries a game? I don't think so, but my question to you is, why would you want him to be that? So, you know, rarely do you see in today's NFL a guy taking up over 20 carries a game consistently. It's not the norm anymore. Run, it's a running back by committee league now. You look at all the good offenses, they have multiple running backs. They don't just use one running back up. And I, I actually 100% agree with that, And which is why the running back position has become so devalued. Because you don't have many guys in this league that can take up 20 plus carries. But again, Tony Power doesn't need to take up 20-plus carries to be productive in this offense. Matter of fact, even if you give him 15 carries a game, you see that this guy can put up over 1,000 yards on the ground. He can be a productive running back for you. And, you know, I think that one thing that affected Tony Power in the later parts of the season was losing Terrence Steele. Because when you had Terrence Steele and Zach Martin on that right side, that was one of the best right sides in football, especially when it came to run blocking. Terrence Steele is a phenomenal run blocker. And when they lost Terrence Steele, you felt it on that offense. You felt it with Tony Powered. You know, so look, I'm all for paying Tony Powered. I'm all for him being the main guy. Is he going to be right coming off of injury? It's a, it's a legitimate concern. 
It's a legitimate concern whether or not Tony Pollard is going to be the same guy coming off injury. I think that he will be because when you look at the severity of injuries and, and, and the injury that he had, it's not a good injury to have, but it's also not one of the worst. It's not like he tore his ACL. You know, we talked about it earlier. Saquon Barkley tore his ACL. He came back. I still think he's the most talented running back in this league. I know people may disagree with me on that. I think he's the most talented running back in the National Football League. And so to me, you know, again, if people want to be uncertain about Tony Pollard in this running back room, completely fair. That's a completely fair take to have. And especially because Mike McCarthy is placing such an emphasis on running the football, which, by the way, I think actually got overplayed by the media. Me and RJ Achella were talking about it on the podcast that we just dropped on Friday. If you guys didn't watch it yet, make sure to go check it out. We were talking about how Mike McCarthy came out and said, you know, we want to run the ball, but then they trade for Brandon Cooks the next week. So it didn't really make much sense. Well, it did It did make a lot of sense because a deep threat does help your uh, uh, rushing attack, right? Because when you have a guy like Brandon Cooks who can stretch the field, you're not going to play single high as often as you would. You're going to play too high. And that's going to take uh, a linebacker out of the box. They're going to have to take a linebacker uh, out of the box and, and uh, get a safety in there. You know, so that's one thing to take into account. But again, to me, it's perfectly fine to have uncertainty about this room. But me personally, I feel confident that Tony Powered can return to the level of play that we saw last season because he made big strides in his game. And this is not a guy, I just want to clear the room on this. This is not a guy that is just a guy that attacks the edges in the run game. He can run through the tackles. Tony Powered is, he's not the biggest running back in the world, but he's not small by any means necessary. This guy is six foot, 210 pounds. That is not a small running back. Okay, like a small running back to me is is that Devin A-Chain kid that's coming into the league. Like that's a small running back. Maurice Jones-Drew was a small running back. You know, there's probably better examples in the league right now. You know, I would really have to go through and really jot him down. But he's not a small running back by any means. He's he's a little more slender in his frame. He's a, a little more lean than he is stocky. But that doesn't mean that he can't take, you know, I, I wouldn't... I think he could take a full workload if needed. But again, you don't like you don't need Tony Power to take a full workload. But there are going to be games like when we play San Francisco or when we play Philadelphia. Yo, we need you to step up and, and take about 20 plus carries these games. When you get to the playoffs, we're going to need you to take up 20 plus carries just for these specific games. But I mean, if you're playing, who are some of the, the, the rough teams that they're going to be playing this year? If you're playing Carolina... I don't know exactly when they play them, but if you're playing them on an October Sunday, you know, you're not going to give Tony Powered 20 plus carries. That makes no sense. Save that for bigger and more important games. So that's the way I look at Tony Powered. You know, we're going to go through all these running backs here, but, but I do feel good enough about Tony Powered. But again, uncertainty is a real thing. And especially if your head coach is, you know, uh, uh, really dead set or yeah, dead set on running the football and having this be a run first football team.
Let's talk about the guy that I hope ends up being the number two running back on the Cowboys. That's Malik Davis. Okay, so let's go over a few things. He had 284 carries in college, right? So he's about 24 years old. So even as a rookie, like he was an old rookie, 23 years old. Uh, that's when he entered the league. He's 24 now. He's going to be 25 in November. So he is actually starting to get up there in running back years. Once they hit that 27 age, you know, running backs start to decline. But I'm not necessarily too worried about that with Malik Davis because it's not like he had a bunch of carries in college. Like I said, 284. He didn't have m many carries this year. I think he had about 39 carries this past season. So, you know, to me, it's more about tread on the tires than it is age when it comes to running backs. How many hits are you taking? Not the age in which the running back is, in my personal opinion. So he played with Damian Pierce from the Texans, very good running back in college. So, you know, his lack of carries comes from the fact that he also had another really good running back playing with him as well. Um, in his last two seasons in college, he had 31 and 23 receptions. So that's something to look at in terms of how the Cowboys could potentially use him in their offense. This is a guy that can catch passes out of the backfield. So I hope that if Malik Davis is the guy that they end up rolling with, that they take advantage of that ability of his. He had two season-ending injuries in college, so that's something to take note of as well. And apparently after those injuries, he had some after effects with the injuries as well. Just something that I read off of the SB Nation site for, or the Sports Illustrated site for the Florida Gators. So again, injured running back in this room that doesn't feel great. You know, a guy who does have injury history. So that's something that, you know, the Cowboys have to monitor. But I like what I saw from Malik Davis last year. You know, he had that game against the Titans. He was pretty good. I thought he was really good in the preseason last year. I think he deserved to make this roster last year. And I think ultimately this is where the Cowboys want to go with uh, their running back room. Because look, they brought in Ronald Jones. He's their insurance. You know, Ronald Jones is a capable second running back on an NFL roster. But, you know, Malik Davis, I think, has higher upside than Ronald Jones. Now, does he fill that Zeke role where he can get you, you know, the tough yards and he's a thumper in the backfield? Not really. I mean, he can run in between the tackles. He has good vision. He's very patient when he runs the football as well. So I don't think he's going to come in here and be what Ezekiel Elliott was for your offense, but I don't necessarily think you need that, especially if you have Hunter Lipke on this team who's going to be your fullback. You don't need a thumper uh, as a fullback, right? Like we talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, with, uh, you know, the fact that their thumper running back is actually their quarterback. The Cowboys don't have that. Doc shouldn't be doing that. But, you know, to me, I, I like what I see from Malik Davis. You know, the thing is, I want the Cowboys to emulate the 49ers as much as possible. So when we talk about Tony Pollard and we talk about the fact that he should only be getting about 15 carries a game unless we're playing a team like San Francisco or Philadelphia or, you know, the Buffalo Bills, whatever it may be, you get in the playoffs, yes, he, he should be asked to do more. You know, the, the 49ers have an Elijah Mitchell. They have other guys because Elijah Mitchell missed time this past season. They had other guys that they handed the football off to a decent chunk uh, throughout the course of their games. And that's something that I think Malik Davis, that's the role that I want him to play in this offense. I want him to get about 10 carries a game. And I think he's more than capable of doing that and being effective in doing so. 
So that's what I think about Malik Davis. Let's talk about the free agent running back the Cowboys picked up this offseason. That is Ronald Jones. So Ronald Jones started his career with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He then got signed by the Kansas City Chiefs. Now he's on the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, so Ronald Jones over his career has averaged 4.4 yards per attempt. His carries dropped from 2020 to 2021 with the Bucs and were damn near erased with the Kansas City Chiefs. He hasn't had an 100-yard game since November 15th of 2020. No 100-yard games in 2020, and the highest amount he had was 65 yards. Now, I say this all to say when I bring up the fact that he hasn't had an 100-yard game since November of 2020. I just want people to understand what we're getting in Ronald Jones. We're not getting some great running back. We're not getting an, you know, a premier player at the position. Because there has been some dialogue around Cowboys Nation that Ronald Jones is, you know, a really good running back and can be an adequate replacement for Ezekiel Elliott. You know, he'll replace him, and for the amount of money you're paying him compared to what you were paying Ezekiel Elliott, yeah, he'll be able to fill that in. But this guy, you know, is a guy that when he steps on the field expect 40 to 60 yards a game, which is fine from a running back. Like that's fine from a number two running back. That's what you pay him for, right? You're not paying this guy big money. But when you compare the ceilings between him and Malik Davis, I just think that Malik Davis has a higher ceiling than Ronald Jones. And if he does end up making this team, we're going to talk about Deuce Vaughn later. I would prefer if Deuce Vaughn got more carries. I just think you get more explosiveness out of Deuce Vaughn. Again, when we're comparing the ceilings, the ceiling for Ronald Jones is defined. We know what type of running back he is. We don't know about Malik Davis and Deuce Vaughn, which is actually why the Cowboys brought in Ronald Jones, because they know what he is. He's a solid number two running back. You can count on him, like I said, for 40 to 60 yards a game. If you get more than that, that's great. But I, I don't want people to get this twisted. Yes, the numbers do look good. 4.4 yards per attempt. What he did in 2020 with the Bucs, he had a very good season with them. What he did with Tampa in general, he, had, he did some good things. But there's a reason that he wasn't on the field in Kansas City with Andy Reid. Some people say he didn't fit the offense. That's fine. But, you know, Isaiah Pacheco beat him out, an undrafted free agent. So I'm not saying all this to, to poo-poo on Ronald Jones, Jones. I just want people to understand the player that we're getting so that we can put, you know, realistic expectations on this guy going into the season. And honestly, I would actually prefer, like I talked about with Malik Davis and even Rico, Rico Dowdle, even though I have my questions about Rico Dowdle, I would prefer if one of those guys beat him out for that number two running back spot and the team would prefer that as well let's talk about the Cowboys six round draft pick from this previous draft and that's Deuce Vaughn Deuce Vaughn was a very productive college running back I'm very excited to see what he does for the Dallas Cowboys let's go over some things with Deuce Vaughn he had 651 carries in college so we talked about earlier with Malik Davis his lack of carries in college um, Deuce Vaughn is not that Deuce Vaughn had a bunch of carries in college, and he had them over a three-year span. But also, Deuce Vaughn is young as well. I believe he's 21 years old. So that's something to take into account. 3,604 rushing yards in college. He averaged 5.5 yards per attempt in college, 34 touchdowns in college, five games with less than 100 yards. So I believe that Kansas State played about 13 games last season, and only five of those games did he have less than 100 yards. Okay, we talk about them playing against Big 12 defenses. Well, look at what he did against Alabama, 133 yards versus fifth-ranked Alabama. You look at what he did against TCU, who were in the college football 
champion or uh, playoffs. They were actually in the college football championship. He had 136 yards versus them uh, in that Big 12 championship game. You know, 1,280 receiving yards on 116 receptions. So this is a guy that can catch passes for you out of the backfield. He can line up and slot and be an effective receiver. There's so many things he can bring to this offense, which is why Deuce Vaughn is the Deuce Vaughn was the most win now six round draft pick that you can have. I think that this guy is going to come in year one and be a productive running back for the Cowboys. He's going to be a fan favorite. I have no doubt about that. This is a guy that I think can have anywhere from four to 700 yards. I, I don't think that that's unrealistic. Running backs usually do a good job of, you know, transferring their skills from college to uh, the NFL. And Mike McCarthy talked about it, that he has a package of plays for Deuce Vaughn already. So he's going to make the team. I have no doubt about that. He's your third running back. Really the only contest that I feel like is going to take place in the running back room is between Davis, Dowdle, and Ronald Jones for that number two running back spot. So Deuce Vaughn's going to make this team. He's going to be an electric player for this offense. This is somebody that I want the Cowboys to use on screens. This is, you know, if the Cowboys do bring back a screen package, which they should, they absolutely should, this is a guy that's going to be productive with that. Like, this is a guy that they're going to be able to use, uh, uh, you know, when you're doing those screens. So, yeah, safe to say I'm very excited about Deuce Vaughn. I'm going to briefly go over Rico Dowdle here. To me, talented running back. He's a guy that if he were to stay healthy, I'd love to have him on this football team. However, he cannot stay healthy. This is something that's happened over the past few seasons here. And when you already have a running back room where your main running back is a guy coming off of an ankle injury, I don't want to add another guy who it could be looked at as a liability from that perspective. That's a big time risk for the Cowboys to take on. So even if he's a guy who breaks out this preseason, are you sure that you want to add him to this roster with the injury history that he has? And he's only getting older as well. I don't know about that. So to me, he's on this team for a reason. And if he performs in preseason and he's the main guy and he shows you that he's the best running back, I think that they probably end up rolling with him. But, you know, it's just not something that I would personally do. Now, granted, I'm not a general manager. so. You know, there's that. But when you see these guys that the Cowboys keep around, they kept around Randy Gregory when he was having all those, uh, you know, problems, you know, and why'd they keep him around? Because of how good of a player he was. And Rico Dowdle looks like he might be in the same situation. Why are the Cowboys keeping him around? Well, maybe because he's just a really good football player. So I don't know. It's risky. It's really risky in a room that already has a lot of uncertainty. Let's talk about Ezekiel Elliott to finish the podcast off here. Should the Cowboys bring back Ezekiel Elliott? And the answer to this question to me is no. And the only reason why is because the politics that will be getting played if Ezekiel Elliott is on this team. Look, Ezekiel Elliott's name holds a lot of weight within that organization. So if he's going to be on that team, he's going to get 10 plus carries a game. That's just how it is. If you can guarantee me that the his role on this team is just a short yardage back, he's going to get anywhere from 5 to 10 carries a game, I can live with that. I'm perfectly fine with bringing back Ezekiel Elliott because if he's playing that role in that offense, then he could be good in that role. I have nothing against Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's a, a fine player still. You know, he's not what he used to be, but what he used to be was the best running back in football. So that's really where I stand with Ezekiel. And I don't think there's really much to talk about here. If you're telling me that politics will be getting played, 
then I'm not for it. If you're telling me that politics won't be getting played and that Tony Pollard is the main guy, it's his room, then I'm I'm fine with bringing back Ezekiel Elliott. I, I'm really not to any extreme. I'm not in the crowd that says you have to bring him back. And I'm not in the crowd that says you don't have to bring him back. The main reason why I wanted the Cowboys to move on from Ezekiel Elliott was because of his contract. But if you could tell me that he's going to come back and not have a big contract, then I'm completely fine with the Cowboys bringing him back. Again, if the politics don't play a part in this situation. But that's going to be it for the episode though, guys. If you haven't already, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. I would greatly appreciate that. Make sure to like the video as well. Let me know what you guys think about the running back room in the comment section below. If you're watching this on app or listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever it may be, make sure to follow the show, leave a review. Five stars would be greatly appreciated. But that's going to be it. I will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.